Good morning. I'm re reminded of the one of the Resolve conferences where the speakers didn't know that they showed up and had the exact same verse. And uh, Moeller told him, go ahead and continue and share on the same one, because obviously the Lord wants you guys to hear something over and over and really embed it in your mind. So, so I'm thankful that we are able to um, cover some of these overlapping topics. But my topic is um, the how of discipleship, the means, and I wanted to kind of pinpoint that into a very practical side. I wanted to take you down to, I would like to share you some practical resolutions on how to get the most out of your discipleship. I chose the word resolutions because of Jonathan Edwards, and I was actually happy to see it's in page three of your handouts. Jonathan Edwards was a young man, I think the age of 17, he came up with a whole list of resolutions that he would hold himself to, knowing that he needed to make strong resolutions that he would hold himself to and resolve to do to keep him on the path of the Christian walk and the Christian life. And so I would like to give you resolutions as well that would, you can keep in any circumstance that would help you get the most out of your discipleship. You see, we're, we're all called to discipleship. That's the Christian life, both whether you're a student, out in the world, or family, we're all called to be a disciple. But distractions and difficulties will come up. They will arise both now and more so even later when you do start a job or when you have a family and children and hobbies. So whether you're a freshman or about to graduate, discipleship is what you're called to as a Christian. So make these resolutions now and practice them. My time of discipleship looked very different. I didn't go to a, a, a university and I didn't have something like GOC that was very structured and had, I mean, you guys are blessed here with what the church has set up for you guys. I was a firefighter and I went straight into the workforce. My schedule was so sporadic and changed. Um, even in the home, I didn't have a father who was a strong spiritual leader, so I wasn't even being discipled in the home. So it was very challenging. And so I'm, I'm grateful to see what you guys have here. So in essence, I want to share this morning just that from my earlier years of not having these resolutions I'm about to share really allowed for me to go down paths that I wish I would have not gone down, suffered loss, suffered failure. But it is sharing this that I want to save you guys from some of these mistakes. But praise the Lord that even in my later years, he did provide and he provided namely through a friend of mine named Mo. He was a fireman as well. He was a full-time pastor. He was a, a husband and a family of four. And one of his children had autism. So he was very busy as well. And so you can see that it was challenging even in that point just to make discipleship happen in my earlier years. But it was these two resolutions that I believe that helped me get through that and I believe now can even benefit you to practice now while you're in school that when you hit the world, you'll have them solidified in your heart. So I give you two resolutions on how to get the most of your discipleship. Resolution one, resolve to make discipleship your priority. Discipleship does not come easy. 
It does not come naturally. We tend to get busy. We tend to even lose sight of the importance of discipleship. Or we just even struggle with the the simple fact of idolatry, and we want to go do what we want and what we desire over the importance of meaningful discipleship. But there is an aspect of dying to self in discipleship. And like we heard the verse that Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must die to himself, take up his cross, and follow me. There is an aspect of dying to yourself even in discipleship. You're going to have to say no to some things that you hold dear in order to get the meaningful time of discipleship and growth in the Lord. You guys are in a phase of pursuing school right now. Soon you'll be pursuing a career. And then soon you'll be, Lord willing, pursuing a family and kids. All these things are good and wonderful things to pursue. But there will be a strong temptation to make each one of these along the way a priority over your time of discipleship and your time of growth in the Lord. I want you to see your time of discipleship as something you see as more valuable than anything else that can be compared Proverbs 8, 10 through 11 says, Take my instructions instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. We see the word declare that instruction, knowledge, and wisdom are all to be valued over anything desired that we could possibly even go after. So whether that's a career, a family, anything, our pursuit of the Lord, because it is the Lord who we find full instruction, full knowledge, true wisdom is in the Lord. But it is not that Jesus just gave us a book and said, here, go read and find this out yourself and and you'll be good. No, he chose to do it through discipleship. Go and make disciples of, of all nations and teaching them. It is through discipleship that God chose to grow you in these things. And mainly, as we saw, that the, the thing that discipleship is producing is it's drawing you close to Christ and Christ-likeness. In making it your priority, you must seek it for yourself. Don't wait for it to come for you. I, I remember so many times that I could have waited for Mo to call and just say, hey, Ryan, come on over, and I have time for you. But rather, I knew that I wanted to make it my priority. So I would constantly call or text them, and say, hey, do you and the family have any time? I can't tell you how many times I just went to the store with him and, and all the kids or sat in between the minivan with car seats on both sides of me and just to be able to sit there. And, and eventually, after years, I became known as just the fifth child. Um, <laughs> but it was because it was my priority to be involved with my discipler that I knew if I didn't make that time, if it wasn't my priority, so many other things would come in and steal that time from me, and I, I would be at a lot. It would suffer me loss, not my discipler. But I can say from experience that, that the time that I had and making it a priority served me well. Not only just because I got to hear about the word and about truth, but because I also got to see it lived out. You see, you'll get to watch your discipler live out the word. 
You'll get to see them fail and how they repent. You get to see them, how they interact. And I got to watch Mo lead his family, lead his children, time of family worship, how they did discipline, how they handled conflict. There was so much more I got to learn, even just through watching with that time of discipleship that I would have lacked. You can read a book, but to experience something for yourself, you will learn so much. And so to make that a priority is something you need to do. Ask, call your discipler, and they may say, oh, sorry, I gotta go, this, I gotta go shopping today, or I gotta clean today. Invite, come on over, I'll help you clean. Just because you wanna go and have time with them. You wanna go interact with them and watch them just through daily life, really. Jesus just invited the disciples to follow him, right? He commanded them, they follow him, and they followed while he showed and demonstrated his actions along with his words. So discipleship is not only passing along biblical knowledge. So don't let moments you have with your discipler pass you by because of some other priorities. It doesn't mean slack on the things that you have, like school or sleep or time with family or anything. It just means those don't take priority over your time seeking the Lord and seeking out those meaningful relationships that are going to draw you close to the Lord. Because I know if I had that early on in life, I would have saved so many things that, of choices and roads that I went down, like I said. And you guys also can save yourself from some of those things. This leads us on to resolution number two on how to get the most out of your discipleship. Resolve to make discipleship a time for open and honest confession. Just like Chris mentioned, you would get rid of confession if you could. So would I. It's one of the hardest things to do because it's really dealing with your heart and where you're failing and the areas that need to be corrected. It requires, as he said, humility. But scripture says something differently other than just getting rid of confession. Proverbs 28, 13 declares, whoever conceals his transgression will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. So what does this look like? I said open and honest. So when you meet up, you need to be open. And by this, I mean, you need to bring it up to your discipler. There are many times with Mo where I had to come out and just say, hey, I need to confess this as I've been struggling with this or here, I blew here. And he would not know how to instruct and use scripture as, as a means of a tool like a surgeon would in your heart without you sharing your heart and where you're struggling at. So you need to be open it is then that your discipler can help you through the struggles and the sins that you have. You need to know that that's what your discipler is there for. He's not there to condemn you. That's not his place. That's why Romans 8 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But rather, we are there to bear one another's burdens, to help sharpen each other and help lift each other up when we fall because we're redeemed sinners. We will, but we're there for each other but you must be open about your sin because then you will see your sanctification really progress. 
because you're, you're willingly bringing it out so that way this, it can be under the light of Scripture and you can, can change by the gospel and through the grace of God. It's not just pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, but it's bringing it out so then you can apply the word and grace to it. But don't just share your respectable sins. It's easy to go and just point out the ones people think it's no big deal, like, oh, I've been struggling with my, my Devo time, and that's it, right? You really need to get to the heart of what is your deep-rooted inward sin. If you're just going to hide those sins that are really meaningful and deep-rooted that are going to stay with you long-term, you're not benefiting yourself. You're cheating yourself out by hiding those. And know that your discipler is there and wanting to help you through those difficult times. It, it will require humility. It will be awkward. It will be times of crying or, or just, just tough to share those things. But do that. Don't just share your respectable sins. Share the deep-rooted sins that you know you're ashamed of. You will need to be open about your sin, but you will also need to be honest. By this, I mean when your discipler asks, how have you been, don't hide or conceal it. There'd be times where, yeah, if Mo said, hey, Ryan, how are you doing? How have you been lately? I could say, oh, I'm, I've been fine. But I know I haven't been. I know that I, was, I could be struggling or I failed in sin, but I concealed it. And as we know, this verse says, if, if you conceal it, you're not gonna, if, there's no prosper in that. If you look at David, even a man after God's own heart, after his adultery and murder, he concealed his sin for a while. He didn't come forward with repentance on his own. The prophet Samuel tricked him into condemning himself. And then he declared, you are that man. But in that moment, then David, when confronted, David was honest with his sin. He didn't then hide it when it was confronted. So there will be times when you believe in this verse that it will, you will believe in this verse that the benefit of coming out and being open is a blessing. And so you'll be proactive and you'll share your sin. But there'll be times when you won't, just like David. And if you think that you won't, don't be naive because even David himself had to wait for someone to come and pinpoint and call out their sin. And that's what your disciples is going to be doing. The disciples in your life, and that's the whole reason of making it a priority is because you're setting your life in front of the eyes of your discipler who can watch you from the outside. And while watching, if even if they can see the fact of sin will deceive yourself, but it won't deceive your discipler. They can see from the outside and they will call you out in your sin. So resolve to be honest. Resolve to, to make yourself vulnerable to your discipler. I know in my own experience, after I became a, a believer and I had a, a solid group of brothers, it was like 10 of us, we're all still uh, close friends. All, almost all 10 of them were in my wedding. We agreed that every time we met, we had a list of questions that we would hold each other to that were pinpointed questions that we knew, okay, there may be times when you're going to try and hide from your sin, but every week, every Sunday after church, we met up 
and we ask these particular questions. It could have been, have you neglected your time of reading and prayer in the Lord? Have you set anything impure before your eyes? Or have you been entertaining thoughts that you shouldn't be? Or is there anything I didn't mention on this list that you should repent of that I didn't bring up? It was a way of setting a guard against yourself to just let yourself get away with things. And I found that very helpful. And it was great because you got to witness brothers who were there beside you and bring you up. And your discipler wants to do the same thing. So sin will keep you from growing. So fight them with these resolutions, right? Because this is about the gospel. The, the gospel is you were redeemed for a purpose to fall off to Christ and be Christ-like. And sin is the one thing that wants to get in the way and keep you from that. And your sin will want you to pull away from discipleship and put other things in priorities. It will want you to hold back your sin rather than exposing them and dealing with them. So rather, resolve to do these things. Resolve to make it your priority and resolve to open and honest confession. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we just are so grateful for your kindness to us, Lord. We are so thankful that you redeemed us, Lord. We were children of wrath, but you adopted us into your family. You gave us grace and love, Lord, that we did not deserve. And you have been patient with us and kind to us. You have given us the church. You have given us disciples to pour the word into our hearts and into our lives and to be those who come alongside us and sharpen us and encourage us and to pick us up when we fail, Lord. But Lord, convict our hearts. May we seek out this discipleship. May we be vulnerable in this discipleship. May we be proactive, but knowing, Lord, that it is ultimately you who both works in us to will and to do your good pleasures, Lord. So may we give you the glory. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.